0: Yeah, what's good y'all? It's your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. the Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. This episode is another one of those infinity stones. I mean, you know, when I was inspired by hip hop to create wine and hip hop, it was because of artists like my guest today. Shout out to my dog, Mr. Joel Ortiz. I mean, Joel is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. And again, I think this is a particularly interesting episode because I would hear Joel rap about wine all the time. So for now, at this point in our show's growth, for us to be able to speak to one of the artists that influenced us to create this show um, is a true honor. I mean, and Joel is a top tier lyricist. You know, he came in the game, signed by Dr. Dre, continued on to have amazing projects, working with guys like Royster 5-9, Crooked Eye, Joe Budden for uh, the super group Slaughterhouse. And that's just for y'all that don't know him. More than anything else, I think that Joel is special as an artist because he's so relatable. I think that he represents the intelligent G from the streets with growth, you know, he is one of my peers. Joel reminds me of so many people I grew up with. So for him to be able to articulate himself so well in rhymes, so much to the point that he's making bars using wines, It's especially an honor and a pleasure to welcome him on this show. We were so hyped to do this interview that we recorded it while our new studio is being constructed. Still under construction, but you will definitely hear some of our friendly contractors in the background on some of these scenes. But, you know, sometimes when you got to get the interview, you got to get the interview. And we be on the road, busting moves, just like my man Joel. Make sure you check him out, but... Enjoy this episode. More than anything, I need y'all to subscribe to this show, like the show. It makes a huge difference. Other than that, go check out our YouTube. Make sure you pull up at our live events. We got so much stuff going on. Go to wineandhiphop.com forward slash events. Other than that, enjoy the episode. one. This is a moment in wine and hip hop brought to you by Crew Love. Blending wine and hip-hop at the highest level. Wine and hip-hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro, bro. you know what it is. Check this out. out. Oh, yeah. You'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip-hop really mirrors the, the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine, aka the Zara Vibes, aka Young Thanos. I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. I have a legend of our generation right here, y'all. I got Brooklyn's own Mr. Joel Ortiz in the building. Joel, how you feeling, man? I'm good,
1: man. What's up, man? I'm Joel Ortiz, aka Yawa, aka <laughs> that's just it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying, I ain't got the rings, son. I ain't got the so no stones.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, we all just out here trying to collect infinity stones. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it is, man. So, um, but thank thank you for joining me on this show. You know what I'm saying? It's wine and hip hop. Every episode, um, we chop it up with our favorite people from the hip hop community or the wine industry, and we find pairings for their personalities to different concepts in wine you know what i'm saying so i myself you, i've you. been in the wine industry for 17 years but i was in the hip hop world before that you know what i'm saying from 14 all the way to 19 i was the 106 in park like uh, <laughs> you know what i'm saying battling I in the it. hallways you know what i'm saying so, so yeah
1: you, you 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 seen the um you seen the poster boys the gins. Everybody yes. rocking out, yeah! Yes. I got you. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: <laughs> yes. So I was, I was in that era, standing out in front of labels, trying to get my tape off. You know what I'm saying? Heard you. <laughs> so Heard you know you. the Heard. era. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, yes, I'm a
0: big fan of your music, obviously. So I know you know that era very, very well. Very, um, very well. That was that
1: was the same era I was coming into the game, man. You know what I mean? It, so yeah
0: exactly exactly so um so thank you for joining the show we're going to get into autograph um the new project you got a bunch of shit going on um but i wanted to first start with uh the the wine concept that i had around you now okay. you're a boss spitter right and you also appreciate the wine which i think is amazing um but you yeah. you a boss spitter you know what i'm saying and you understand you know you you and fred the garson were brothers so you understand the yes, complex metaphor very, very well.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I... When I put my jersey on and I hit, I, hit, I hit the field, I'm hitting it with the metaphors, similes, and all that. Yeah.
0: Right, right. So um, we got two type of audiences here. We got a wine audience and we got a hip-hop audience. So for our, okay. for our wine audience, can you break down what your term of a complex metaphor is?
1: A complex metaphor is when you say something that might fly over someone's head like it's a metaphor but it's not in front of you you know what i'm saying so you could say yo i'm hot like lava that's not a complex metaphor that's right in front of you lava is hot you get what i'm saying so it's easy to put together a complex metaphor might be something like um let me think let me go into my mental rolodex to see if i got a complex metaphor." all right so i won't even do it for me i'll just be talking about how long the we came into the game, I'll do an OG one. Like when I heard Jay-Z <laughs> say, so I keep one eye open, like CBS. You know, you have to know that the CBS logo is the eye open, you know what I mean? Like, and really do, and know what he's talking right. about, so you have to do your research on what the metaphor, right, where right. from first, and then see how these things coincide so that's complex metaphor
0: right right thank y'all that's that's rap 101 from joel ot's Yeah, you know i'm saying this this is free game y'all getting right now turn your podcast up so um so you know that said uh there's this same term in wine like there's complex wines and it's pretty much the same thing you know it is like um different levels of uh, of aroma so you know you have like primary aromas, secondary aromas and like tertiary aromas. So there's like three different levels. And just like you said, you kind of have to be able to, you know, find what the primary one is. Like obviously people go understand like you know, when I open CBS, like you know, what I'm saying keeping one eye open, they get that part, yeah. but they not, they might not get the other right. two. They might not get secondary and two. Yeah, so they're like, what's
1: what's CBS? Are you talking about a reporter? Is he talking about the ch-? like? What do they mean? Like, then you gotta you got you gotta break it down. So you say very it's the same thing very very you. similar.
0: You know, also you know, like a complex metaphor is like some one line. You could say it once, but it also has several different meanings. You know, what I'm saying like a like a double entendre. Right. You know what right. I mean? Speak speaking on Hove, right? Yes. He said the illest wine, double entendre. Okay, actually, see. same album, Reasonable Doubt. He said he said I sip fine wines and spit vintage flows. You know what I'm saying? So when you at a wine tasting, you see what I'm saying? You at a wine tasting, you sip and you spit. But it's just like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? And Hove was on that. So in in 1996, he talking about wine tasting. This is Hove off the block like that's just a whole different level but you know that this is all kind of rounding it out to where you could see how much of a part that the wine community has played in hip hop and hip hops appreciation for wine from super effect. early from E40 you know talking in in the early 90s talking about um right Carlo Rossi you know what i'm saying your man was talking about Chablis and all that in early 90s you know what I'm saying? Wow. So that's what this wow. show really comes to celebrate. And, um, you know, I think that you are an artist that really uh personifies that very well because you also bring wine into a lot of your bars. Like, I have to say, man, the hardest wine bar. So we got a show called Wine Bars. Where we pick different wine references out of, like, different rap lyrics and, de- and debate which one's the best. So you okay. came up in okay. this. And I won a contest off your joint. I okay. said, move G strings like guitars. That's nothing. Something light like Riesling at the bar. Fire. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn. Damn. So so here's the thing about that, right? Again, the complexity, like a motherfucker might understand what Reese or oh, Reese at the ball like cool. They don't really, if you're not into it, you don't know some light shit. Like that's I ain't light. gonna drinking heavy tonight. I'm gonna just do
1: something light. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to get hurt here. It's it's gonna be light on both my spilling and my pocket. I'm chilling.
0: You know, this is light. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yo, that's that is, I mean, that sums it up. Like I said that wine, that line to like wine dudes, and they like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. That's a great example of how the wine and hip hop community connect and the bridges that I'm trying to connect with what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Um so, yeah. you know, for for yeah. you And I and I love it by the way. I love appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, for you, when did you start getting into wine? Like when was that a thing
1: for you? Um for me personally, it wasn't early on. Like I was, you know, I'm I'm fairly new to it. Because I, I, I enjoy getting a buzz. You get what I'm saying? I enjoy feeling nice. That's what we call it, y'all. I ain't gonna fry, I feel a little nice. Now, once I real, you know, I had my party years where it was all the cognacs and all the bakas and all the things of that nature. But like, as you get a little bit older, you realize that your recovery time is a lot slower. Like, you know, like one or two cups is now doing doing something astronomical to you like that never happened before. So I'm like, all right, if I want to enjoy, still enjoy a buzz and also be coherent, you know what I mean, be be here and still chill and elegant, then I got to try something else, you know what I mean? So I feel like wine came along with my maturity years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, cool, like I ain't ripping and running as much. I'm a father, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm in the house. I got my lady. It is what it is. Like this is what I do. I cuz wine is a wine is a is an at-home setting. It's a it's a go-out setting. You can do this at a dinner outside or you can do this at home watching your favorite program. So, you know, wine is like, it's easy going, man. I I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's it's a part of the culture right now. And, you know, um, like I was mentioning, I've been doing this shit for a long time and I've always wanted to, and this is why I appreciate what you're doing in the music, because I've always wanted to show people that I worked with and friends I got in the industry, like, yo... My people are like this too, though. You know what I'm saying? And and they didn't really yeah. understand. And the fact that you could yeah. speak on it with that type of nuance. And that's just one line, y'all, by the way, that Joel just spit. He be he be having a lot of wine, even on autograph, yeah. man. I heard some yeah, joints, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're gonna get in the yeah. autograph for a second, but I, I wanna make sure my, my rap nerds can appreciate certain things, like um, no, that's fire. you know, that's so fire. So,
1: start. And I'm going to definitely be, and not to cut you off, I'm going to definitely be asking you for some recommendations before we get off this call. Like, I need you to send me to the like, eye, right, dog. You a Pino, uh, agrees your guy, go here. Or you like New Orleans, go here. I need to know, I need to go to. Yo,
0: say less. After this, send me the P.O. Box. Right. There's a six pack coming your way. Woo! Say less, say less. And I'm I should have did that before that. the show, so I apologize. that's nah, all love. <laughs> that's love. Dog. I'm with it. You know what I'm with saying? It. So, so take me back to like the, the 125th years, you know what I'm saying? First Joel project coming into the game. What was your expectations coming into
1: the game? Like for, for hip hop? So the 125 years, I sort of, for those who don't know, the 125 was a series I was doing. I did eight 125 bar songs that will complete a brick. You know what I mean? So eight, you know, eight times 125 is a thousand, thousand grams of brick, whatever, you know, here we go. So. That was my idea, right? So I would just pick the wildest beats I want to fuck with, hop on real quick, do 125 bars, and, and give them pure hell. No hook, no nothing. I, just go. I like go, the right? way you
0: lightly say, "Yeah,
1: give them 125 bars." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, give them, just, wake up, 125. Yeah, 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 You know, like, yeah. You know what? I, I look back now, right? Because I, you know, I'm still active for both myself and for other folks, you know, with the pen. So, like, I look back now and I'm like. Damn, that was a cause. That was the 16 bar era, and I was bugging out on everybody. Like, yo, I'ma just do a buck 25. You know, I did. For for those who don't know, like 10 times 10 times 16 is 160. So let's say that's about eight nine verses somewhere in there in one joint. Here you go, enjoy. But um, yeah, that was um, that was me fresh off the block, son. Like that hunger, that that trying to prove myself, that that you know seeking validation from people in the music business like yo I can't just come in and be regular like I gotta come in and shake things like people have to be like nah did you hear him like when they get to the barbershop people have to be able to argue on my behalf so how I'm gonna do that I gotta do something that makes their case strong you get what I'm saying so let me wow them with my skills jump on to 125 and so on and so forth so I think my angle and my approach with that was like gain fans you know get the attention of folks that are in the music business because at that time like I was Super rookie, fresh. Yeah, I had a couple of little looks or whatever, but I was for the most part just entering. And you only get that one first impression. I wanted to make mine strong, so the eight, the 125 series was a lot of my honesty, and my truth, with some bar flexing and metaphors. But it was all. It was also the it was the job was to do what it just did today. Like yo, you did 125 on dudes. Like you was giving them that pain. I'm like at yeah. that
0: time and for y'all to just to paint the picture. The only other people I heard. Do some shit like that was like Beanie Siegel with that thousand bars shit, the Cosmic Kells, uh, Cosmic calf joint, yeah. and cannabis, yeah. and cannabis that. with that hundred bars. Yes. Like there was not many people on Yo, that. Look
1: at that! Look at that! Co- look at that company I was keeping, that's, man. That's what I'm that's saying, good, man. man. And you're sure. still an
0: amazing company. Like, I mean, uh, Slaughterhouse, right? Like from from going from your solo yep. career, like you had the solo career, and then moved to Elevate to working with Slaughterhouse. Now yep. and for you guys, Slaughterhouse is basically exactly that a fucking crew of dangerous MCs yes, yes, that will sir. paint that will paint your fucking house like the Irishman. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Like, also, it, it, I mean
1: scary. Yes. Scary.
0: So um talk about linking up with Slaughterhouse. How did you guys decide, yo, we and ain't nobody fucking with us? Let's do this together.
1: You know what? We didn't really decide that, honestly. We um we jumped on a song together on Joe Button's uh, Halfway House mixtape. And um we put this he put the mixtape out, and the response to that record was overwhelming. Like everybody was just like, yo, did you hear Crook Royce Joel, Joe, me, you know, everybody on one joint? This is insane. Like, what the fuck? Like, y'all gotta keep doing this. Like, it can't stop here. It sounds too y'all mesh too well. You know what I mean? Like, and there was another gentleman on that shout out, Nino Bless. Um, he didn't end up being in Slaughterhouse for whatever reason, whatever. But he was on that song. So I, I'm not going to not mention him like he don't exist. Shout out Lino Bless. But like, yeah, the, the fans was just like, this is crazy. This needs to keep happening. So that brought us to, you know, get on the phone with each other. Yo, what's up? What y'all, what y'all got going on? I know you got your solo stuff. Joel Royce, what you doing? Crook, what you doing? Joe, what you doing? And then we was like, yo, can we carve out a little, you know, time to maybe hop in the studio and see what's what? And we did that, and we was off to the races. And it's it's that simple. There was no crazy meetings, no you know have the manager call mine. It was just like yo, let's see what happens, and we went. Yeah, we went.
0: that's wild, man. And you know, so so for everyone at home that's not familiar, it's like yo, Royce the five nine, Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz, uh, Joe Buttons. I mean, when you think about like and Royce, dude. Yeah. Like Royce is on some other shit now. Like yeah. I don't even know he's on some alien shit. Yeah. Like it's it's scary what he's doing, man.
1: Um, yeah. All yeah. you guys are like yeah.
0: freakishly nice. Thank you. <laughs> like what is it? What was it with? Uh, and then you and Crooked Eye like that hard project. Lewis, crazy my mind. Shit yeah. with that. Um. Um. Damn, I can't remember the name of that beat. It's that sample. Um. Uh, niggas about not keeping it, keepin it real. Real.
1: Uh, um. It was that. Oh, uh, sample. Uh, uh, the, uh, Get nah, your money, get was, your money, um, young man. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the yeah. Thing. Eric Sermon and his man uh, did
0: that it was beat. Like yeah, a yeah. yeah, get your money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all went so crazy on so much of them joints. What was it? What is it about about um, Crooked Eye that you two connected so much? Where you guys are now working on so much more music
1: together? Well, you know, you know, I don't know. You know, like when you get around people, some people you just vibe with. You just have, you have a real similar story. So when you start telling your story, they like, word, blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like a natural thing. Uh, un- it's, it's unforced. It's just organic. And me and Crook have had that since the beginning of the group. All of us have had those moments with each other. But for some reason, you know, Crook's upbringing and my upbringing were very, very similar. You know, a lot, a lot of the same stories raised by his mom's. Pop wasn't really there. You know, things of that nature. You know, Housing Authority. You know, that's why we named ourselves hard for that project. Housing Authority Rap District. Um, just coming up at community centers and free lunch and all these things. Like, we connected with those stories while, you know, we was rocking heavy. So, yeah, it was just an o- organic thing, in my opinion. Um, not, not that we were necessarily more tighter with each other than we were with the rest of the folks, but it's just like that sometimes, where some people just connect and they hang out. Like, you know, you can have siblings. We all love each other, but two of y'all just a little bit tighter for whatever reason. Maybe y'all, maybe y'all both share that y'all love basketball. Other two don't do that. You know what I mean. So it was like that with me and Crook. We was instantaneously brothers. It's
0: funny because I was wondering if it was like uh, similarities in style or musically gelled the most, but that's interesting. I
1: think it was. I think it was. I think it was more human stuff than anything. Because the I, the one thing with like all the members of Slaughterhouse, if you really break us all down, we don't really have that many similarities in style itself. Now we all do what we do really, really great. That's what made it rock and roll, in my opinion. You know, that we do what we do. Like me, I you know, it's really tough to talk that natural street talk mixed with metaphors like me because I was really, really out there. So I do that shit well. Uh, Joe is he, Joe takes everything to the heart. He wears emotion on his sleeve. You see what he's doing now in the podcast world. He's still very opinionated. And he used to do that in the booth. You couldn't quite do that like him. He could make you feel a certain way. You know, because he would be super vulnerable, and he still is. You know, Royce is a stupid wordsmith, as you say right now, and he has elevated his shit to another level currently. So, you know, when you talk about playing with bars and you know, tech, um, technique and things of that nature, he sparred with M on Bad Meets Evil and has kept up for years, if not had you know, outrapped him on certain things. And then Crooked Eye is probably the most non-human person I've ever. He put it like this: I've never seen so, so much complex rhyming without a rhyme book in my life. I don't know how he does that. Like, I've seen, now, don't get me wrong, I've seen some people not write. Like, I know what that is. But they don't not write and then get in there and say the shit Crook say.
0: Look, he don't he don't put it on paper? That's
1: like... No, no. It's a beat plan. He's talking to you, vibing, and you see him do this, look away. He's saying shit under his breath. And then after a little bit, he like, all right, cool, I'm ready. And then he go in there with the shit that you hear, bro.
0: That's different. That's different. <laughs>
1: That's disgusting. I don't understand. That, that, Different. So yeah, you know, we all we all um we were masters of our craft, and and you know we had our niche, and we we was a game with it. So it was like bringing the the best of all those worlds together. You know what I'm saying? And it works. I think I think one of the most important things
0: with um with creating a project is uh is having a similar vibe and a similar feel. You know, going in with one concept, one idea. And you're someone that's done that from the beginning of your your career, like we said, from the one twenty fifth days down, even to like house slippers, you know, to so on and so forth. Now, autograph is your most recent project, and like I'm listening to it, and like you just barring niggas heads off all day, like all day. It's like from from the beginning joint, like that joint where where you basically like told your whole life from birth. It's fucking right. crazy. Oh, Uncle like, Chris Carr, thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. You. So, con- conceptually, I feel like a lot of people lost, um, you know, going after concepts in records. Um, yeah. What was what was your mind state around the concept for Autograph? Like, for um for your fans out there listening, like, what was the concept there?
1: All right. So, like, I knew that this this latest offering was going to be wholeheartedly about me. Right, I knew that you know even even the features I brought on, I brought them into my world and what I wanted to talk about, and that's past, present, and future. Um, and that's why you get some records where I'm talking about being in the street. That's why you get some records where I'm talking about a marriage with my wife, and that's why you get some records where I'm talking about doors up because I talk about some wild cars I don't I don't currently possess yet, but I, <laughs> but like yeah, it's, it's it's unapologetically me, sincerely yours. You get what I'm saying? So. I just wanted to make sure that I stayed in my truth, if that makes any sense. When when I was listening to music for the for the project, I wasn't listening to the music to fit records I had already come up with. I was listening for music to inspire me to write records, right? Because I had a whole bunch of things I wanted to talk about, but I needed certain emotions and certain things to ev- you know to pull that out of me. Getting getting up with Apollo Brown and the Heat Makers and um, Salam Remy. You know, my boy Assam. Like, um, it was easy for me to to find something that that struck a nerve in me and allowed me to stroke my pen and, and tell my story. So, order. That's why you know, hence the title, Autograph. This is definitely a Joelle Ortiz thing. This is not you know something where I was just like, yo, let's chit, let's try to chase down some numbers. I just wanted to talk. You know, what I mean, I just wanted to talk and tell y'all what's going on with me. You know, in my current state of life, because I learned that if if you stay in your truth and you right alongside your story, then you're constantly brand new. See, that's what pe- people get trapped because they keep like, it's like when when I when I meet a fan that's there and he's just like, yo, man, I love that old steel. I love the the brick, man. And uh, you know, I want some of that brick stuff And it's just like, all right, cool. Well, sometimes you might gotta play the brick for that, because that's where I was at. You get what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it like, yo, man, I'm not uh, mad or anything that like someone would say that to me. It doesn't say that they don't think I've grown. It's just that that era is, might be what they um, related to the most because they was going through that. Or maybe they're there now. You know what I mean? They're like, I would love for you to talk like that. But I got to do what I got to do, you know what I'm saying, as an artist in my own truth, And that's why you got autographed. So that's why, you know, I mentioned Dinner with the Wife, or being on the wall, and, you know, sincerely Yours, you know, Rapping Over Joints with Horns. Classy stuff, because that's
0: where I'm at. Got you, got you. And, you know, I feel like um, it's dope. And, you know, like I was mentioning, why you really um, embody a lot of what we talk about with wine and hip-hop culture. Because you're not that dude that's shooting for top 40. Um, You're not, like you said, you're just speaking your truth. Like, you're making music because, like, you want to make the best fucking music out there. And if you connect with it, you connect yeah. with it. If not, this ain't for you. But I know that there are people that still enjoy great fucking music. And I feel like that's what you dedicated your career to.
1: Absolutely. I mean my I mean, yo, know, if, if if some award if some awards, some, some Grammys and things, or you know, American Music Awards or whatever is in my path, then let it be. I will gladly receive it. I'll say thank you. I'll thank the man upstairs. I'll thank everybody who makes it possible. But since the beginning of my career to now, I've been I've been nominated and won many BSAs. And for those who don't know what BSAs are, that's barbershop awards. That means when my name comes up in the barbershop, I've got a couple of W's <laughs> and I'm all right with that, son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Nah, that's what's up, man. Now, for my wine people, I gotta ask, man, what what um what style of wine is Joel Ortiz into?
1: You know, my style of wine changes, son. Like it depends on the mood. If it, if it, if it's a um if it's a if it's a dinner a dinner out with the lady, I like the Pinot Noirs, you know, reds and stuff like that. Um if I'm just casually drinking with some friends out early and in, in the daylight and still up, I like Pinot Grigio. You know? Um, yeah. And then some you know, sometimes I'll just surprise myself at a brunch and be like, yeah, I have a Moscato, dog. Like I'm like, you know, it's all it's all over for me. Like I don't really I don't really have one, you know, particular type of wine. It's just whatever's going on, you know. Just
0: know I'm gonna send you some fucking smoke. <laughs> I'm gonna send you some ah, I shit. I appreciate it. I'm I sending you some. You know what else? I,
1: you know what else I love about the wine world, son, is that the best wine isn't always reflected in the price of it. You know, like so you could bring over a hundred dollar bottle that i will be like, it was cool. And might smoke me with a $15 bottle. I'm like, well, that's nice.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, it's Yo, the wine world. 100%. Like, so much of it is like supply and demand, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you an example. So, most wine that you see out is like for non vintage, for example. Okay. Um, or even like, unless it's specifically said, it's, the grapes are sourced from like several different vineyards. Like, it could be hundreds of different vineyards. They blending all of them together to do what they gotta do. Right. And they may not necessarily grow them. They might just go to a farm and just buy the grapes. Now, this is what they do. Now, wow. you have others that are like single vineyard, meaning they only take took it from one specific spot. And in that specific spot, they grow the, the best grapes for that specific varietal. Wow. You know, you, ha- you might have one place that grows great green apples. One part of the farm that does great green apples. And another part of the farm that does great um, cotton candy apples. Because, you know, the soil over here, they get more water wow. and it's a different type of soil. You know what I'm saying? So all that plays into the, way, the quality of um, that grape. Now all that said, like I know some people that say they don't like Chardonnay, right? But Chardonnay in California and Chardonnay in France taste completely different. You know, Not just the way it's grown, but also where it's grown. Right. Um, so you might just find somebody that's just not up on that bottle. You know what I'm saying, yeah. or somebody that's just trying to get their go, or a bottle that hasn't necessarily had like um, import into the United States yet, like so there you could get a deal and some crazy shit. Yeah, you know, and that's the, that's this shit is just like um drugs, bro. Real talk, like if you got the plug and you got the best supply, you know, right. you're not just gonna give that plug up. You know, you it, this is your situation. Right, right, and right. the importer is the the importer is um is Lulu from Paid in Full. <laughs> you got know what you. I'm saying? Got That's you, the got importer. You. That's the importer. And then and then the distributor is maybe Alpo. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Cuz he's I not the it. one talking to the plug. He just got the corners. So that and then the retailers, the people that work for Alpo. So it's all the exact right. same shit. It's who can get their hands on the best quality. Wow. Um wow. We, we could go into that. I just, le- probably, I just learned but, something um, in the wine
1: world. Yes, I did.
0: Yo, that shit is wild. This, it's, this, it's so much similarity, man. I mean, like,
1: you know, even even like, you know, the twirling of the glass and the fingers and all that, man, that's a whole other world, I, you know, I hear people speak about. Like I said, I'm fairly new, but I'm noticing, like, this is, like, really, really a big deal, bro. Like, it can go, you, we could speak about this for hours if we wanted to, man, like. That wine world is serious. I'm interested
0: though. Yeah, like nah. I, um, I will cut this out. I got this show you would appreciate. Um, we got this show called Tasting Notes from the Streets, where we pair our favorite food from the hood with a different wine from all over the world. You know what I'm saying? Because just like I mentioned, you might taste Chardonnay from uh, France and Chardonnay from Cali, and it's two different things. But like, there's a there's a variety. Have you ever had um Syrah? Or Shiraz. I don't know if you ever seen that on the Shiraz. Yeah, I had a Shiraz. Yeah. Yeah. So Shiraz... That's a little bit more sweeter. Exactly. Yeah, right? More full-bodied. Yeah. Exactly. A little more high alcohol, mad dark. So Shiraz is from Australia. And in um, other areas in the world, it's called Syrah. But it's essentially the same grape. Now, we paired chopped cheese with um, French Syrah. <laughs> and believe me, the shit is fire. Because there's these wow. like... Smoky notes inside Syrah, uh, smoky and spicy notes. And then you know chopped cheese. You got the peppers chopped up in there. It comes off the yeah. grill. You got that little smoke. So those flavors match, and the shit is crazy, man. But those are the things that we're doing to bring wine and hip-hop culture fire. together. You know what I'm saying? So that said, um, the wine industry hasn't done a good job about connecting with the hip-hop industry. But they have so much room to grow by operating inside of it. You know, look what we did for... Hennessy and and any other liquor that we've touched and grabbed onto that said, what are some things that you think the wine community can do to ingrain themselves in the hip hop community better than they have? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. That's a good question. Cause I mean, the evidence, you know, the, the easiest answer is, you know, start sponsoring, right. You know, sponsor some show venues, you know, you see Red Bull got the big Red Bull venues that go on and things of that nature. So, you know, that's the very that's the first in front of you thing that I can think of, you know, sponsor some shows, sponsor some live studio sessions, maybe things of that nature. Um, and so
0: and the reason I say that that's difficult and this is a good uh, question for you, um, especially with what we just talked about, because the rarity aspect is dope. Right. So it's hard to brand certain things if there's only but so much of it. You know, it's like it's like the Jordan Elevens. You know what I'm saying? The great, the cool gray joints. If you got them, then you lit. But they might be hard to get. So well, yeah, well, it's then, hard then, to
1: do a fe- But you know, not to cut you off. But that's what this is. We live. We, we in a hype beast culture right now, right? So you know, with that being said, then I right, cool line up with some artists, and you can only get this if you attend this. You get what I'm saying? Cool. You might you might need a wine company, dog. It's like an NFT type yeah. shit. They us <laughs> yeah. <Let's> talk about his <laughs> son, but there, boom, lionos, Joel Ortiz, bong. You gotta be there. We only gonna have 500 of these bottles, and that's it. You gotta catch us again next Saturday at this place, and it only in person. You know, you get the picture. You get the meet and greet. You get yourself a bottle. That's a great idea, son.
0: Yeah that that's fire man that, that's so damn good i might have to cut it out the show
1: <laughs> let you, have to... <laughs> you know that's that's, fire, that's a good one you know? that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's dope and that's all yeah, that, that and that'll all that'll be the only thing at the show you know what i'm saying as alcoholic consumption wise you can go to the bar and order this or you can pick this bottle up but this is the only place you're gonna get that <laughs> that's fire. Right, right
0: right right yeah man but yo man look we we got a million other things that we could talk about. Um, I I don't want to hold you up too much. Right. Definitely appreciate all your time, man. And and I, we gotta do this again when when this whole pandemic bullshit is over, man. And, and get some good wine in front of you. Yo, thank you so much for doing this, man. I I don't want to take up nah, any time. Um, it's all so you know love. What I'm saying before, like th- this was fire. Now, nah, but before we yeah.
1: leave, though, I need one. I need one name of a. Uh, of a Pinot Grigio to try. Mm. Give me one if you're gonna send me to get a nice pinot, pinot. So
0: as far as a Pinot Grigio, so for me, Pinot is a little tough because I'm not a huge Pinot guy. Okay, what do you do? Um, but let's see. What do you do? Me, I'm a I'm a, I'm a French Chardonnay dude. You a shawty guy. I'm a French Chardonnay guy. Yeah. Yo, yes, so definitely. yeah, I mean, I'm new um, to, I'm
1: new to that. Send me one. give give me an idea of one one of those to
0: pick up. I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah. So the best thing with wine, I always say like focus on the area. Think focus on the area that it's from cuz like so when I think Pinot Grigio, you like something with like some nuance, citrus flavors, very light body. Um, refreshing, light body. Yeah. Light body. You know, refreshing high acid, you know, not crazy acid, but like, so acid is like, you ever taste that like little sour taste when you taste wine, you ever had like a wine and it just hit the back? That, that's, that's what acidity, that is, huh? You know? And then the, the like bitter taste of like taste, it kind of tastes like you bite a grape seed a little bit. You yeah. ever taste that in wine? That's, yeah. t- that's tannins. You know what I'm saying? So mm. within that. See, I've, I've, I've
1: tasted those a lot in some Noirs I, I drank exactly the
0: some some more like red wine because think about it tannins are also in the skin of the grape so a thicker skinned grape is going to give you um heavier tannins you know what i'm saying so Got like you. Pinot, like for example um pinot noir is a thin-skinned grape you know what i'm saying so um so it's it's a, it's a lighter wine same thing so, like, no, so, um, so I'm,
1: I'm imagining merlot is a heavier skin
0: exactly Exactly, okay. Merlot is a thicker skin grape. See, yo, bro, you a sommelier, my g? <laughs> you know what's going on? <laughs> you know what's going on?
1: I'm trying, try, I'm trying, son. You I'm know, trying. So, so, so French, so give me, give me the French Chardonnay that you prefer. Yeah. So
0: French Chardonnay, it's all about the area, right? So if I was you, boom, I would personally go with like a uh, Merceau. So Merceau is a is an area in um, Burgundy, which is another area in France. And in my opinion, they make some of the most... One, they make some of the most expensive wine in the world. A lot of people call that area, like, the best wine region in the world. Really? But that's all subjective. Totally subjective, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, wine originates from France, you know what I'm saying? It's like somebody saying, like, they're going to do hip-hop better than New York. Like from right, right, here. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. So we've... There's this, it's, it's in it's in our blood, it's in our DNA. But that's, pardon me, wine actually originates in Georgia, the country in Georgia, the country Georgia, which is mad fucking weird. But it's a big that's part wild. of the, it's a big part of the culture from France. That said, French Chardonnay, Burgundy is definitely one of the highly, uh, most highly revered areas for wine in the world. okay And um, Burgundy comes in like a few different levels and um, that's called Cru, right? So um, you have a few different levels. You have the village level which is just regular random grapes grown around the village, anywhere in this part of town, anywhere in Burgundy. Then you have different special areas. Like one of the areas is Merceau. So Merceau is a premier crew. So it goes from village, crew, and then premier crew, and then grand crew. So there's all of these different levels. Okay. Grand crew is the the best wine that you're going to find. Is They only make single vineyards out there. Wow. Like it's to the point where... One entire town is just named one after a vineyard. So there's places like Eschezo is one of them. Like all that shit that whole be rapping about, it's all Grand Cru shit from Burgundy. When he like Dujac by the mag, that's how we do wine. You wow. know what I'm saying? Dujac is a is a wine producer from Burgundy. You know what I'm saying? Who's mad cool? Who's also been on the show? he yeah. talked about how dope it was when he heard Jay Z say his wine. You know what I'm saying? And, and those ain't no branding things. It's just like hove and no one was popping. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing, man. That's it. Like your man Nas in the in the joint with DMX on bath salts. Lifestyle. What he did with Lifestyle. the wine bar. He said some shit. Um, he said, now nah we now nah it's in the hedonism in the path of relief. I ain't no pastor, pastor Lafitte. Now, Lafitte is a is a, a wine from Bordeaux, super high end wine from Bordeaux. And the way that he put it in there, you know, what yo, I'm saying? I I see what they doing. They talking they shit with this wine <laughs> on some like you, know, and this on the low like you, you meant like listen to the listen to bath salts on Dmx album. Like the way that Nas put that shit in there, I'm forgetting what he let it up with. but yeah. he said um, hedonism in the path of relief. I ain't no pastor, pastor Lafitte. Like that shit was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. With the wine wow. shit. So I'm trying to develop a community that's gonna get shit like that. You know what I mean? That's fire, son. But um, yeah, yeah, man, we we working, man. We definitely working. But but yeah, bro, I'm gonna send you some heat. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get a nice little little medley of some things to to you know. Thank you, man. I'm, I, I know you. that you like Pinot Grigio, so I'm gonna go with something in that
1: lighter style. Yeah, you know, do it like this, split it up. I like Pinos. But give, give me something in your world too that you fuck. With. Exactly. Like what I'm
0: gonna do, I'm gonna put together stuff that's like that's traditional for those areas that they from. You know what I'm saying? To put you on got that you. path, like oh, I like wine from this place. I like wine from this place. And then the thing is, like once you know it exists, play around in that area because most of those people, you know what I'm saying? Like exactly. Got similar styles. Exactly. So um, it's like Atlanta hip hop. You feel me? Like I, right, you like Migos you probably going to like right. ESTG and you know what I'm saying? You like this right. that right. pocket
1: or even, or even a bug game or even a bug game. You like this grower? Well will try this from him and then try that and that and that. Cause he got all of this going on, you
0: know? Exactly. You, you a sativa, you an indica dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, there's a lot of similarities, bro. But yo dog, appreciate you, man. We got to get you on the show when, when we can be in person and do some. Yes. shit. Yes.
1: You know what Count I'm me, in. Count uh, me in. Thank definitely you appreciate
0: me. you man so thanks for joining us it's another episode of wine and hip-hop y'all peace this was a moment in wine and hip-hop brought to you by crew love